Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a new episode of Let Them Play. I'm Joey, here with Patrick and Alec. And today we're going to do a little intro with uh, the Lincoln Riley news. The Brian Kelly, the Lincoln Riley. Brian Kelly. Uh, Billy Napier. Um, now uh, Brett, Brett Pry. Uh, who, else, who else have we missed? We, we're, we might want to talk about the possible Notre Dame head coach candidates as well yeah yeah we're getting that one too and then but lsu's filled usc is filled florida's filled oklahoma and notre dame are the two big ones now yeah but uh, should we start with the lincoln riley one like, yeah uh, let's start with that one that was that yeah one was that's a big one. california one right there it's the biggest i think that's like the biggest coaching move the last i'm trying to even think of the last like couple years yeah i don't even know the last Since like, saving it might be since Saban because it's a top, probably a top five coach leaving a top 10 job for another top 10, top five job in USC. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, even I, though USC does not, has not looked good in the recent years, Lincoln Riley is going to just bring him back because, you know, they're in a great location in Los Angeles. Southern California is just a great destination. And Lincoln Riley is one of the best coaches in the country. It's a sleeping powerhouse. I mean, it's just been waiting for the right coach to bring them back to the heights yeah. that that the potential has. And, you know, Pete Carroll brought him there. And when Pete Carroll had USC at those heights, they might have – they were, like, the most popular team in L.A. And they might have – they were one of the most popular teams in the entire country for all sports. And they have the potential to get back to that now with Lincoln Riley, who's an extremely young and exciting, creative, innovative head coach. And – you know, he brought he brought Oklahoma, who, like I've said, is, it's not like Oklahoma's a slouch of a program histor- historically wise either. I mean, but he did bring him to three college football playoffs. And I just I think he's going to get USC to that standing and that uh, standard again. I think within the next two years, they're going to be I think they're going to be a potential contender even next year. Yeah. And they, you know, you're, you spoke about when Pete Carroll was there. They're the most fun team to watch that are probably the most hated as well so Mm -hmm. they're gonna get some of that uh flack but you know um he's a quarterback whisperer and usc has is known to have you know good quarterback prospects they're they always have good wide receivers so it's gonna be exciting to see this offense moving forward and southern california is one of the recruiting hubs of the country i mean it's a top five california as a state is a top five you know uh recruit state and Southern California is definitely the, the hub of it in terms of where a lot of the four-star, five-stars are. And, you know, Lincoln Riley had five at least four-star commits to Oklahoma that are from Southern California, and all of them have decommitted from Oklahoma. And I could mm-hmm. have a pretty good guess of where they're going to end up now. Yeah, I was going to say some of that fallout from the Lincoln Riley leaving is a lot of the players are decommitting. You know, we're probably going to follow. Yeah, they're likely going to follow him. They They weren't going to – Oklahoma just for to be in Oklahoma I'll tell you that but you know we we're gonna see a lot of transfers not just maybe not just from um, Oklahoma but you know Notre Dame might have some transfers to some other Florida might have some transfers there's gonna be a lot of transfers this year so it'll be interesting to see and you uh, Patrick you spoke about it being a top you know, destination, you'd argue top three, you could argue top one, you know, it's oh, in yeah. general in sports, LA is, you know, the place to be. So, you know, having a high profile coach coming in USC, 
it's just a perfect pair and it's going to be cool to see how the recruiting process is. And it's, it's huge. Like you mentioned earlier, it's huge for West coast football. It's even bigger for the PAC 12, which really needs, uh, you know, just an energy revival. Yeah. And an injection in terms of this in on the football side of things. And Oregon's a great program and, you know, the Oregon USC battle, they're not in the same division, but the battles for Oregon and USC now recruiting wise on the West coast and in the PAC 12 championship games moving forward, I think are going to be extremely exciting. And, it's going to have two legitimate top 12 to 15 teams probably yearly in the in the country now, as long as Mario Cristobal doesn't leave Oregon. It's fantastic for the rest of the Pac-12. You know, it, the team that it might hurt, the two teams that hurts the most in the Pac-12, I think, are Utah and UCLA because Utah has been running the Pac-12 South because USC has been able to get their stuff together. And UCLA, you know, when they're both – They're the neighbor. Yeah, they're the they're the little brother when it comes to the football school. And now with Lincoln Riley there, they're gonna really go back to that. And I don't know how they can even make a step up on that. And I doubt they're gonna win a lot of the recruiting battles with Lincoln Riley. But other than that, the rest of the the other 10 teams in the Pac 12, this is huge for them in the entire conference, which needs it. Yeah, and I was I was talking to you guys before this um about how I was gonna switch my fandom to USC. I, I'm a Stanford guy, but they're just not that exciting to watch. So I'm, I'm going to be excited to watch some USC football. Hey, maybe I should finally have a favorite college football team. You know? Oh, it's good timing, huh? <laughs> you are, yeah. You are in Southern I California. I thought Bama. Maybe I'll just pick USC, just weird, just randomly. I don't know. No, but I have been thinking about that in the past couple of weeks. But I'll, I'll evaluate my – I'll show up with three hats and I'll pick one. Oh, cool. Can't wait for that one. Yeah, like you're bringing your talent somewhere. I have opened my commitment. Thank you, everyone. I thought you are committed to to Bama. What's going on? Yeah, I'm committed to them like I'm committed to the Yankees. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Then the other one, which is very similar to this, it's not as big, but it's pretty similar. I mean, Brian Kelly, a top, what would you say, probably top 15 coach. I mean, that might be a little bit. Yeah. a couple playoff appearances. Yeah, top 15 coach leaving another top 15 job in the country for a top 10 job in the country. And it's just you don't see these moves often from massive head coaching spot pro, football program to, you know, to another massive one like that. You usually kind of stick there for a while. And obviously, Brian Kelly got a massive pay raise. And I, I personally think this fit is weird. I don't think it's as perfect as the uh, – um, the Lincoln Riley USC when I kind of think Brian Kelly is just a little boring even though he's a fantastic coach obviously and he's built some fan- great programs in Notre Dame I don't know I just I just I don't I just don't I think it's just a tad weird fit with LSU and it just seems a little stale but he's also a guy who's built some really good teams and I bet you he's going to do that at LSU yeah I think he's a great coach great destination hope he loves seafood um, but you know, he's probably going to get a lot of the Notre Dame commits to follow him. So there's a, you know, there's a head start in the recruiting already. I, I also think it's a little weird, but, you know, he's just a great coach. And, you know, it's a pretty good program that you're going into already. They've, you know, since the national championship, they haven't looked very good. But LSU is still a place that people are going to want to go. It's in the SEC. I mean, that's just a great destination. Yeah. And, you know, that raise, not too bad. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you'd be a fool not to take that. Um, and I, if I'm not wrong here, he's, he's more of a defensive-minded head coach, right? 
I think so. He doesn't really call plays. He's never kind of balanced. Yeah, I think he's more of like a complimentary football kind of guy. Yeah. So yeah. he's trying. He's going to bring the Notre Dame coordinators with him. It's just I, I just want maybe just because he's like a, got the boring personality, like I said, it just didn't feel like the splash that it was made out to be. But I think I feel like I'm probably underselling Brian Kelly saying all this. But. Yeah, yes. I mean, I think you're making a fair point, but you did say he was a good coach, so it's not like you're discounting his skills. Yeah. He did great at Notre Dame, so he exactly should do better with LSU, and he should get them, you know, some more recognition as they will deserve with the talent they're getting. The timing of it is, I feel terrible for the Notre Dame football players. I mean, as they're oh yeah, try, they're still in the playoff, the the playoff uh, contention. There some weird things that happen. They could easily squeak into that four spot. Cincinnati and, loses, yeah. yeah. And, and Brian Kelly did the exact same thing when he was at Cincinnati. He had Cincinnati at twelve and zero, and they were trying to make it to the national championship game. And he left after winning their 12th game to go to Notre Dame, just left the team standing. So this is kind of in his nature. And when he just leaves, when he gets that paycheck, when it's there and I don't know, I don't support the time at all, but it's, I guess maybe if I had 15 million a year, sitting yeah. on my doorstep, it'd be hard to <laughs> wait it out. But uh, the other big one, Billy Napier from Louisiana Lafayette uh, hired to Florida I guess, you know, I think this has been the guy Florida's been looking at for a couple weeks. He just seems like a really solid head coach. He's a good program builder. I mean, he Louisiana ranked in the top 25 for a little bit, and that program should never be near the top 25, right? Um, Yeah. Florida's another one who I I think is a really good job and a good destination. I mean, Urban Meyer had won a couple championships there before he left for Ohio State, but – They've been irrelevant for a little bit. Yeah, Coach Dan Mullen, obviously, just he was starting to get testy towards the end of the year, and I liked him at the beginning. But you know, they blew their their playoff chances last season when they lost to Auburn and LSU down the stretch, pretty bad. And then this year just got ugly. I don't know. I like the hire. I don't think like it's another one. I don't think it's a huge splash one, but I think he's a good coach and a good program builder. Yeah, he, exactly. I saw a video of him on Twitter saying, scared money don't make money. So I like the philosophy already. <laughs> Got to bring that attitude. Um, yeah, I just think they needed some uh, change over there. You know, wasn't working with Mullen. So mm-hmm. it seemed like this was a good hire. Yeah, and then, like, as we're waiting on the Notre Dame, Oklahoma hires, I don't kind of feels like fickle from Cincinnati is going to be the Notre Dame guy, which would just kind of be ironic. Another yeah, coach. just a switch. Yeah, yeah that's what I was more. thinking, just following in the footsteps of his but, predecessor. You know, I, I hope if it, if he is the guy that doesn't get announced before Cincinnati, if they make the playoff or not, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. I do hate the timing of these in-season head coach changes. Yeah. I mean, like, because – Oklahoma is still going to have a big bowl game to play, and Lincoln's just gone. Like, he's already – USC's already in yeah. yeah, that's just how it works now, but it sucks for all the players who just spent the whole season giving it their all, and now there's kind of just like – the coach is like, all right, like, good luck. Yeah. So do you want to run through some of the Oklahoma, you know, head coach candidates here? Yeah, who are who, who are like odds on favorites? I don't even know any of that. I know the, the Notre Dame uh, candidates better than – I heard Oklahoma. Stoops was one. Yeah, well, because their interim coach is, uh, is Stoops right now, not the old yeah. Oklahoma coach, his brother. Yeah. I don't think – that would be – I feel like you kind of have – you either have to go to a, a, like a much 
lower tier guy who's known for building programs. You have to make a splash with this after Lincoln Riley leaves you like this is what I'm thinking. Or yeah, is it his brother? That's Mark, right? Yes. Um, isn't that that's a candidate right there? Yeah, he's the intern um, one right now. Oh, Brent Venables, the DC, I've heard is a candidate, but he had a yeah, a kind of a like it wasn't a very friendly time when he left Oklahoma a while back. Well, you can redeem yourself, Brent. Yeah, I saw I saw a bunch of fans, you know, in favor of, of uh, Venables. So maybe there's no not that much of a bad blood right there. I think Matt Campbell would be interesting. The Iowa State, a big inner Big Twelve transfer. He's been a a big coaching name for the last couple of years for you know taking the step over to bigger programs. I kind of thought he was going to go to USC before they were able to nab Lincoln, obviously. But I think that would actually be a really good hire if if they can get Campbell. Yeah, he's yeah. been a candidate for a while. I remember. Yeah, when, him and Matt, Matt Rule yeah, were my Matt candidates Rule. at the same time. And he's just stuck around at Iowa State for two more years. And I think we could you know, cross that cliff, uh, Kingsbury, from, from this. And then yeah. uh, yeah, Kellen Moore, yeah, yeah. why not? Like, uh, extension from Arizona very soon, I think, is what that yeah. was all about. But, I don't. I don't think Kellen Moore is going to college. No. Yeah, it doesn't really make sense. Especially if he has NFL head coaching candidacy soon, which I think he will <laughs> yeah. in this coming off season. It's just like I've said before, I don't see NFL head coaches leaving for college unless it doesn't work out in the NFL. It's just as much easier in the NFL to. It's it's not as much of a year round job either. The biggest one was you know Harbaugh. Uh, yeah, a few years Which, ago. Yeah, he worked out, and then obviously he had mm-hmm. a little brutal last year with the Niners, and he didn't get along with the owner. But he could have easily got another NFL job if he wanted oh, to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one more candidate, maybe Mike Leach. <laughs> <laughs> but... He does. He does hate candy corn, so I would support that. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of feel like Matt Campbell's got to be the guy there. That's the one I would pick if I was Oklahoma, and they can pay for it. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they got that Jordan sponsorship money, and just a big football program money. Yeah, another big one. Washington hired uh, Fresno State's head coach DeBoer. I think is how you say his last name. Uh, just it seems like a. I like the hire. It seems like he you know, he's built a pretty good program at Fresno State. Um, he got good. Uh, he got good backing from Ted Tedford or Jeff Tedford. Oh, I, I think it's another like smaller hire, but Washington's a pretty big program actually i would say it's a top 20 top 25 job in the country and they messed up when coach peterson retired and the jimmy lake thing happened but i think at the time that was the right high and just didn't work out obviously and i think i think this is a good a good change so i think the pac-12 had some good a good off season so far good off season before the off season started yep but yeah i agree fresno state's been pretty good past couple of years and coach has built a pretty good program and I think he can just continue that and get better players yeah. in the Pac-12. Yep. Yeah. You know, he has to stay on the West Coast too, which is nice. I think is that's a big thing. Unless you're a bona fide stud coach like Riley, I think you know the the I guess like coast coast, coast culture is a big thing as well. Yeah, and he's recruiting in a similar area mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. West Coast. West Coast. So now I think David Shaw is like the third highest paid coach in the Pac-12, Joey. Terrible. <laughs> hey, what, what's, 
What about Tech? Tech just made a hire today. Yeah, Virginia Tech just hired Brett Pry, the uh, defense coordinator at Penn State. This one was extremely under the radar. I mean, it took, like, you know, it wasn't big news uh, on the social media landscape, which is no, I think Virginia Tech's at like a top 30 job when things are going right. Uh, I like the hire. I think, you know, he fits the Blacksburg culture a lot. He's kind of like a hard nosed, blue collar worker guy. He was a grad assistant at Virginia Tech when Beamer, uh, Frank Beamer and Bud Foster were there. So I think that's a cool connection. He recruits on the East Coast and the state of Virginia extremely well, which is obviously important in the college landscape. And I think most importantly for him is who he hires from the offensive coordinator side and how he fills up the staff. That's the biggest thing right now before anything else. But I think it's a, a very solid hire. It fits the culture. And we'll see, you know, how fast he can get the Virginia Tech situation turned around. Yeah, I think it won't take him too long. That's like you said, it's a really good spot in the nation. You're going to get some good coordinators. You know, you could, well, let's see what he does. But mm-hmm. yeah, and he already recruits really well in the state of Virginia. So that's extremely helpful for him. He's had some, a lot of talent. In he's had some really good defenses at Penn State the last couple of years, too. So I think that's a big thing to look at. Yeah, if you're not. Uh, I, I'd say if you're not like a top 10, top five program, like for sure, like Bama, LSU, you know, one of those, it, you need to have some like local area expertise where you're, you're yep. able to, you know, find some prospects and you, you know, know where to area. look. Yep. It's it's so important for, and that was one of the, that was one of the biggest issues Fuente, uh, just Fuente came across at the end of his recruiting tech, you know, 10 years, he was just getting smoked on the in-state recruiting and just the recruiting trail in general. And, you know, he was losing the faith with the fans and he wasn't able to even keep four stars or three stars in the state to go to tech. And that's just when that starts happening, that's when, you know, things yeah. on south. Spencer Rattler, next Virginia Tech quarterback. I think he might be coming this way in Arizona. Yeah, yeah I don't I don't th- I mean, we don't really need to talk about Spencer Rattler that much, yeah, but yeah. he entered the transfer portal, stick the st- Stay tuned for that. He yeah. could, uh, you know, get some life if he performs well, but that's a big if, you know. Yeah, he, he has much. arm talent, but there's something yeah. a little wrong upstairs because he was not a good quarterback <laughs> in Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's going to USC. That's for sure. No. I do think he uh, Riley's going to bring one big name quarterback to have the competition with him and Jackson Dart. I think Dart's solid, but I don't think he's going to roll in and think like Dart's and all be all. No. no. Like you, think, you think Caleb Williams would stay in Oklahoma? I don't know. I think so because I don't think Riley and Williams actually got along that well. Is what it sounded like. So yeah, was, uh, yeah. I mean, there's just so much we don't know yet because. Yeah. Well, they have the number two over the number two overall player for the 2023 class is a, is a quarterback from Southern California that just decommitted from Oklahoma, so it may only need to be a temporary fix that Lincoln Riley has to figure out. Yeah. On the the college coaching landscape, I think that's about it. Like I said, we'll we'll probably figure out more about the Notre Dame and the Oklahoma head coach openings. I would say within a week now that those two guys yeah. are gone. It'll probably – I mean, they can't let that be open for too much yeah, longer. Yeah, it'll probably be in talks for a while yeah. already. The Notre Dame one, I can see that one last longer in Oklahoma because they still do have college football playoff um, ramifications coming up, and so probably yeah. not going to want that news to drop while it's going on. But Oklahoma, I think, has got to be fast. Definitely. 
You think Texas so we, job's going to be open? No, because we would have heard already. I yeah. kind of think it should be open, but I mean, they're not playing in a bowl game, obviously. So we would have heard if he got fired. But yeah, that buyout is good, would be insane to fire yeah. him for one year. Yeah, I just wanted to make a Texas sucks joke. They do. They're they're gonna, hey, they're going to be elite in the SEC. Hey, that's yeah. one thing I'm glad Oklahoma, the school of Oklahoma kind of got spurned by this because I hate that they're going to the SEC. I think it's stupid. Yeah, kind of ruined it. Just, it just doesn't make sense money. and it messes everything up. Yeah, it's just it's such a money grab because of the SEC network yeah. money and SEC yep. money in general. Stupid. But that's what college sports, especially college football, way, way more cultural than basketball is becoming nowadays. It's all about the money and – the it's one good thing is we got that NIL, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what should we trans- transition into next? I guess the NFL, another kind of just like, eh, week of it feels like four weeks in a row of like, blah, NFL football, which is kind of sad. Thanksgiving football was pretty enjoyable, except for the well. Only the- one game was good. It was ours. I, I well, I the Bears and Lions game that was. A car accident game. You just couldn't look away from it. I had no problem. That was predictable, though. That was I predictable. No I, I knew what was. Yeah, I knew what was coming. Matt Nagy, Andy Dalton, Jared Goff, special. Yeah, but do that. Honestly, that was the one game I thought the Lions could actually win, and I just don't see them winning any of these. Well, I don't see. I, I said it at the beginning of the year. I had. I thought they were. They were the own seventeen candidate, and they won't be own seventeen, <laughs> but. Because they tied a game, obviously. You wrong. But oh, it's oh sixteen and one. I think is a favorite compared to not, to winning a game, which is kind of ridiculous at that at this rate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I just I feel like no, there isn't a team that's like blows me away in the NFL, which is kind of crazy at this point. No, there's no crazy team. Everything's very level, which is I don't know. Maybe it's kind of good, you know. Just I don't think it's good because I don't think any of the teams are good. I think it's like everything's level. Yeah, I was going to say, is sucks. it ultra competitive or is just teams not playing good football? I think it's just it's a really down year. Yeah. Yeah, I think teams just aren't playing good football right now. I mean, the, I think the NFC is going to have a team with a losing record make it at the seven seed. Oh, I absolutely. I, yeah. That which is in, it's just crazy. I mean, it make doesn't make sense for a division winner like the NFC East we had last year to be a losing record, but for the third like for a wild card team to make it, that means like there's not even six teams, seven teams in the NFC with winning records. That's ridiculous. Yeah, the Eagles yeah. had a real shot to actually well, they still have a shot, but they had a shot to get that seventh seed and they just blew it against the Giants because Jalen Rager just dropped every pass he could at the end of the game. Right now, Washington's in that seven seed, and they yeah they are. What are they five and six? I think. Yeah, they're five and six. The seven seed contenders are the five and six Washington football team, the five and six Falcons, and the five and six Vikings. Yeah. That, yeah, and and the six seed are the Niners, who we were like legitimately worried about as a franchise four weeks ago. Hey, <laughs> hey they look good right now. They're looking yeah, good. they've been playing good football. And it's it's the opposite in the AFC where there's like twelve teams who are at least five and five or at least five hundred, but none of the team, but none of the higher seed teams are nine and two like the Cardinals and the Packers or whatever. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it's just it's just a really weird year. Like the Titans were just 
beating the top of the ladder of the NFL, but they also lose to the Jets. They lost. I think it, it's all because they lost Henry. That's that was their team right there. Yeah, but they destroyed the Rams without. Yeah. Yeah. They got. I mean, they had 300 yards rushing against the Patriots this past week, and they got killed. Yeah, Bill was like, "Okay, you can run the ball." <laughs> yeah, 300 yards rushing with some Hilliard or whatever his name was, and they got smoked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then on the Bills, week in, week out, are either really good or they're terrible. Like they lost to the Jags. They got the brakes blown off from the Colts, and then they, they killed the Saints. So I think the Saints are just kind of a dead team walking at this point. Yeah, they got Trevor Simeon starting. You're not going to win games with him. Taysom, Taysom Hill now. They need Taysom Hill. Taysom, Taysom, Taysom Hill, Hill contract because I feel like he gets a new one every year somehow. But He's starting this week. A legend. He's starting this week. Is that confirmed? He was taking all the first team reps yesterday and today, so I'm assuming. Honestly, I, I like it better than Simeon. Honestly, yeah, well, yeah, it is, it is it's Trevor more, Simeon. It is <laughs> yeah. a little more inspiring, which is not saying much. <laughs> no. Yeah, I think a but, team uh, that is on the worry scale now is the Rams. I mean, they haven't looked good in four weeks, and Stafford has been awful for the last month. Yeah, mm-hmm. they have a chance this week to get some momentum because they play the Jaguars. So that's you know that. Not a game they should take lightly, lightly considering how poorly they've played, but it's a game that, you know, you can get your confidence back a little bit at least. Get right game? Yeah, exactly. You'd hope so. You'd hope it's not a close game. Otherwise, there is, you know, a huge worry for the Rams. The Jags kind of ugly some games up. I mean, they're like, you know, they beat the Bills. They made the Colts game close. They beat the Dolphins, who the Dolphins are now on a four-game win streak. Mm-hmm. The, the – um, the Rams are 13-point favorites for that game. That's a lot of points. It is. That's kind of crazy, actually. It was a team that – who was who the Packers? I think the Packers are kind of underrated so far. I mean, their two losses were week one, which no, – I think they're the best team right now. Yeah, I think they're, they're yeah. really good. They've been doing – they've been winning a lot, even without Bakhtiari, Jair Alexander. Their defense is legit. Aaron Jones didn't have Aaron Jones for – I mean, he played limited last game. But I mean, they beat, yeah. they went to Arizona, beat the Cardinals with Tweedledee, numb and nuts as the receivers for Aaron Rodgers on a Thursday night, I think. Language. Oh, and Devontae, Scantling, Lazard, all those dudes were out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, their defense is, is legit. And, like, they're getting Jair Alexander back soon, who's one of the – three, four best corners in the game, which will be exciting for them. Yeah, I think the Patriots are also a team that's kind They're of good. getting scary. They're very They're good. They're starting to find their funk. I think a lot of people owe Belichick an apology because they were, there was a lot of talk about him not being – well, being a good coach, but, like, not as good because Tom Brady won the Super Bowl last year. Mm-hmm. They couldn't make the playoffs, but now – and even when they started two and four, they're now, what, eight and four? They've won six in a row, yeah. And they play the Bills Monday night. That should be a fun game. As they have the, the Patriots have the highest point differential in the entire league. Yeah, they well, – they, just, they just smoke teams. Yeah, they've had a lot of impressive wins, for well, sure. Their, their defense is one of the best in the league. Elite. Yeah. It's super good. They just Zach don't Jones make mistakes. Is, 
And Mac Jones has, has just been good. I mean, it's really another way to put it. It's not, he's not, you know, the reason that they're eight and four, but he's been extremely good and he controls the ball, controls the game well. They've got a good running game. The weapons that they spent a lot of money on in the offseason are starting yeah. to produce too. So it's just a very well balanced team with the best coach in the league, too. Yeah, yeah man, and the thing with to the Patriots was just like the most perfect fit because, yeah. you know, just throw it to the guys that are open, Mac. That's basically how the offense works. Yeah, true. And the thing with Mac Jones is people, you know, I don't know why people are surprised that he's doing well because he's on a very good team with a that's very well coached and has a lot of um, – they have good O-linemen, good weapons, but uh, you shouldn't undersell that and you shouldn't overhype it. You know, it is what it is, and they're doing very well right now. So give them the props, but anyway, I, I, think, I don't I'm know gonna... if I'd put them over Trevor Lawrence, you know, career no, no, no. Oh, no. that which I've seen on Twitter, it's just like a little bit, you know, ridiculous. But, you know, give him props because he's doing very well. Are the Mac Jones as a system quarterback takes going to happen this year? No. Is, it a, is it a lie? I don't know. I mean, but I mean, it's like, you, you know, your cousin's doing well. He, he's right there. You know? I, I can almost that guarantee that the, the Jets would probably like to swap quarterbacks right now, though. Yeah. How good would we be on the Jets, though, right now? Better than Wilson. Better than, yeah, but like, would they, would I just, they, I just would they win any games? It's more of a Wilson concern, I would say. I just think Wilson yeah, is terrible. Yeah, I think both. also that team is terrible. Yeah. Yeah, I think both Wilsons are getting kind of cooked this year. Yeah, Russ. <laughs> Russ has not been good since he came back from injury. That Russ could. Yeah. That's a – I mean, that team – what are they, three and – they have three wins, right? Yeah, they are three and eight. I mean, their season's done, and they don't even have their first-round pick. Yeah, so good job, right. Seahawks. Yeah, it's not like they can draft to first round picks, anyways. They don't believe in those. Well, I mean, that's our game coming up. It's going to be Seahawks. Um, they struggled against the Washington football team yesterday, but you can't. It's always a good rivalry. The Seahawks, the Niners, Seahawks yeah. and the Niners. No matter how they always play well. Yeah. yeah, they always play well. So that'd be an exciting game. Um, if they win, and you know that just puts their their season's already in the dirt, but it just puts it in the coffin, you know. Yeah. Um, and it's a good confidence booster. Um, you guys want to talk about the the Raiders game on Thanksgiving? The flag fest. The flag. Twenty eight. What, what a what a day. It was, yeah, that it was, was, it, was, it, was very, it was a needed win for the Raiders. That's for was. sure. It yeah. was a very Raiders game too. Just don't put them away. Just keep the fans stressed out, make them think you're choking the lead and then actually win the game. Carlson. Yeah, I'm sure you guys had some anxiety. Oh, yeah. just Never a, a dull moment. <laughs> but, I mean, it made, if they lose that game, their season's done, and, you know, they, the body language would start to get ugly in the final weeks. But they win that. They're still in playoff contention pretty easily. I mean, they're like a half game out of the seventh seed or whatever it is, and without the AFC and the AFC North and AFC West are basically the – the two divisions fighting for the wild card spots, the uh, and they're the ones playing each other in the interdivision battles as well. So I mean, every game down the stretch is going to have to feel like a playoff game, and they're playing a team on this upcoming Sunday that is going to be under that same mindset with the Washington Football Team as well. Yeah, I think you know the Raiders just have to start stacking some wins. They lost a lot. They've lost a lot of games this year. That it's just no excuse to lose yeah. like the, the Giants and the Bears the Giants, the Giants and the Bears 
are the two ones. Yeah, and um, I think I think we've kind of just realized that Rich Bisacci just isn't the right head coach for the team because he kind of has that conservative special teams mind where, oh, yeah, we'll punt. Like, we'll kick the field goal. We'll pin them deep. And, you know, we saw they gave up a kick return touchdown. Their special teams has been honestly worse since Bisacci took over, which I find kind of – maybe it's kind of strange, but, you know. Maybe because some of his focus isn't on the special teams. Who knows? Yeah, I I think that's a fair assessment. But, you know, we're still on the coaching lookout. Kellen Moore might be the interim head coach on Thursday, so we're going to be paying very close attention to how he, you know. I don't think the Cowboys are going to have Cooper again Thursday. Yeah, I, I saw that. It's going to be wild. He still has a cough. Yeah, exactly. He still has symptoms. And McCarthy said it was like it'd be a shock if we saw him in the next game mm-hmm. or something like that. Oh, yeah. wow. And then Mike McCarthy uh, ended up getting COVID as well, so that's why yep. more is – Yeah, there's eight positives with the Cowboys, right? And they play in like 36 hours. Yeah. Oh, no, like 28 actually. But Terry so. Jones has got to be furious right now. Yeah. You know, we, we talked about it before the season started. Not getting the vaccine was basically a competitive disadvantage, and we've seen it. You know, we saw Aaron Rodgers with, with whatever he was doing – yeah. Hey, but he took the tranquilizer. He was, he was immunized. Uh, immunized. He's immunized. There you yeah. go. Yeah, immunized. Yeah. That's what he claimed. Anyways, um, now we're seeing it with the Cowboys, and this, you know, this is going to have a huge effect on their playoff seeding. They, they're probably too far from the first seed, but, you know, the seeding matters still. You know, you could get that two seed, and you get to play the seventh seed, who's probably going to have a losing record, but if Even they lose this game – they're two games out of the two seed now. They are, but it's just, you know, kind of their chances are just dwindling. And Week by – yeah, the minute – there was a team I thought was – I mean, I, they still could very well be a Super Bowl contender, but the last four weeks have been bad for them. Yeah, they do not look great right now, and that was right. kind of the Mike McCarthy concern I've always had because I just don't think he's a good enough coach when it comes down to it. It's just is an extremely talented roster. That's really all it is. This weekend for the Raiders, the Raiders have the advantage for this weekend. I mean, the, the football team just finished their game like 16 hours ago, and they have to travel West Coast. Both teams are a little banged up right now, as every single team in the league is. And, you know, if they don't win this one, it's another after another week where we can say, well, that's there goes the season, you know. Yeah, you know, they played – Raiders played on Thursday. They don't have to play again until next Sunday. That's what, like 10 days? 10-day rest, yeah. Yeah, 10 days while the football team – what is that, six, six days? days? Yep. Yeah. Traveling west, too, from the East Coast. Math is hard. That it is. <laughs> I, I will be in attendance. Oh, yeah, that's uh, – I can already chalk it up as an L then. <laughs> That'll be fun. And then, oh, big NBA matchup tonight. Who would that be? The Warriors and the Suns have a back-to-back this week, the two best teams in the league at the moment. The Suns are on a 16-game win streak, which 
That actually needs to get a little talked about. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, that's that's been flying under the radar. I feel like sixteen wins in a row yeah. like this early. Yeah, I didn't even know. I didn't really even hear about that. Yeah, they're honest. they're seventeen and three, and they've won sixteen in a row. And the Warriors are what eighteen and two. Okay. It's this. So yeah, they play. They face off tonight, and then they play again Friday night in Golden State. So it's just it's like a back to back home and home. A sweep for either team would be insane. Yeah, a sweep for yeah. a sweep for either team would a sweep for the Warriors without Clay would be ridiculous. Sweep for the Suns, I would be you know cause some concerns for me. I kind of feel like it'll be a split because of a that. Split, yeah. yeah, I don't see like either team sweeping out. Like you said, that'd be ridiculous. But it's the most excited I've been for a regular season NBA game since the Nets game a couple weeks ago, but like <laughs> really in a couple of years, honestly. Yeah. Regular season basketball is better this year. It's just, I don't know what I was going to say. <laughs> no, it is better though. Like defense is legit. The, sh- the three point shooting is back to, is like the worst it's been in like six years. It's kind of proven that last year was an outlier year with no fans. Um, <laughs> I don't know, it just seems way more like real basketball again. Yeah, there's no a lot less flopping, you know, trying to foul hunt. So it looks like real basketball. It's more, it's easier to watch. And then um, just begging for fouls every play. The players that you know really benefit from that the most, like Dame Lillard, James Harden, Trey Young has started to pick it up a lot as of late. Yeah, but Lillard and Harden bad. have still both been really bad to start to this whole season so far, and that kind of says a lot. Yeah, I mean, you said it right there. Those two were kind of just, you know, they took advantage of the rules. Can't really hate them too much for that, but some of the calls James Harden got were just outlandish. But, you know, the Nets are still, I think they're in first place. They're still the one seed, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, they could be scary once James Harden finds his shot and once Kyrie finds his shots too. (laughs) That's not happening. Yeah, I just – I'm just, like, so confused on Kyrie's future. Yeah. I don't know. I just think he cares more about proving a point than just playing for his team. It's it's kind of been trending this way for a while too, right? Like – Yeah, it has, but I never thought he would sit out games – like a at, season at the yeah at the rate that just because it is I, I feel bad for Durant because he's been awesome this season too yeah he's so good I think that's that's Fair about good. it for the week right I mean you know and, and we'll be free agency's going on right now but it's headed towards a lockout is what it's going to look like anyway so I don't know when we're going to see that will be games play even which is yeah <laughs> that's unfortunate We'll be able it'll to do it there. It'll it might be Rob Manfred's that will be commissioner's last stand, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, we could just review the, the, the ads really quick. Uh the Rangers did get uh I mean, they, the, they had yeah. a shortstop in second baseman. They, they spend like six hundred million. Yeah, it was yeah. insane. And then the Mets got what did Mets get? They got Scherzer. Scherzer, yeah. They they paid thirty eight year old Max Scherzer three years for one hundred twenty million. The Rangers got when you got the money. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. Galsman signed signed a five year one twenty with someone. Um. He did. I forgot what team. 
which was which is fine with me. You know, he he did really amazing last year, but I don't think it uh, was worth you know signing to a max contract that that big. You know, I saw a tweet that said a five-year deal. I saw a a tweet that said a five-year deal for a pitcher with two pitches. I mean, yeah, he does. But that one pitch is when it's on, it, it's on. It is the he hit a he hit a rough splitter series against the Dodgers too. Yeah, he got worked pe- too. It's a concern to say uh, that maybe the the MLB coming down on the the sticky stuff might have affected him a little bit because that's right. right I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how he does this upcoming year with that contract. Oh, and then the Mariners signed Robbie Ray, who won the AL Cy Young. It's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Mariners right finally cashing out, which is good. Never heard of him. <laughs> the the Tigers signed Javier Baez. Oh, Javi. Javi Baez is nice. Yeah. It's kind of funny. All these teams, I mean, none of these teams were playoff teams last year. And it just, I don't know. It kind of shows the the deficiencies in them will be, right? It's like the same, all these. It's just whoever spends those. Yeah, it's trash teams just start cashing out long, huge contracts, and it just doesn't seem like they're – I mean, they're terrible contracts after like two or three years. That's how it always works in baseball, I think. Yeah, we're yet to see what Tatis, uh, that contract will do, but – Oh, him and Soto. Soto's going to get it too. Soto's going to get like – I mean – Okay. I mean, if, T- if Tatis got it, then Soto deserves it as well. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, both those guys are, what, like 23? I mean, they're like when those contracts actually finish out, they'll still be probably really good players is the thing. Oh, they'll still be elite, yeah. Yeah. And they can still get better. So. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I think that about wraps it up. Yeah, I think it covers it. ACC Big Ten Challenge going on for college basketball. It's been an exciting year so far, and I think it's actually going to continue for a while. I don't, I don't see a reason why this one wouldn't why this season wouldn't be as good as it's been so far. But other than that, I think we're good to go. Enjoy sports for the week, right? Absolutely. Merry Christmas. What? <laughs> we got some time. We'll see. We'll, you'll hear our voice. A few weeks. Then. Yeah. All right. Later, Stay everybody. In school. That's Bye. it.